Blog Talk Radio. podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. And here we are, <laughs> taking it away in some form. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. so... This is our part two of Ask a Witch segment, and we yeah. will be able to go through some more questions and joke and talk and inform and all that, but how was your week? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Elvira, today I, I almost forgot we had a radio show. I was working on um, my next, my my book that's currently in process and I looked up at the clock and it, it was one, two, three, four, it was twelve thirty four, which I often look at the clock when it's that series, you know, one, two, three, four, or one, two, three or whatever. Like I often catch the clock like that. And I was like, Oh yay, you know, it's a good luck sign and then I went, Oh my God, <laughs> the radio show and I have like ten minutes before I need to get everything going. So that was funny. Uh, but it felt like this has been a, a rather normal week. Um, you know, like pre-COVID type normal, you know, minus the like masks at the shop and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and not going anywhere except to work. Um, but my my personal work schedule is closer to what it was pre-COVID than it's been since March, you know, for the last two weeks. I've um, been almost back to normal I'm still at the shop a few more days than I typically would be because not all of my staff is ready to come back Uh, but you know it's been exciting to have staff come back and it's been exciting to place some regular orders with some of my regular artists and you know that is my favorite part about owning a metaphysical shop is is shopping (laughs) you know I have to shop (laughs) yeah Uh, so it's been it's been a, a pretty nice week in that regard, and uh, and I'm behind on this this book project. Not really. Like I have, I made myself a pretty wide deadline because I was supposed to be traveling a lot um, over the summer and into the fall, and and I knew with all that traveling, it would be really hard for me to to get some of the writing done. So I made it a really long process. But I was like, oh, okay. Well, with the lockdown, I'm just gonna really put my nose to the grindstone and and work on this book. And I didn't, I just couldn't. Every time I opened the document, I just stared at the page. I couldn't get anything done. And this week I've written a few thousand words, which has been, uh, you know, the more you do it, the easier it gets, you know, the more you do it, the more it just turns out. So that's nice. I feel like, knock on wood, that I feel like I'm finally getting a little bit of momentum around this project. I'm starting to understand what it's going to look like and the shape it's going to take. So that's exciting too. And, um, Hmm. you know, I think my biggest bitch right now is that we're in a heat wave and we're going to be in a heat wave until, you know, 
mid next week, and I'm sad, I'm glad about it because I've been like, oh, we've had no hot days this year, but I don't really <laughs> like the heat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm appreciative that we're having some hot days because that's normal, uh, but I also don't like to be overheated, and it's going to be, you know, in the hundreds, and that's yeah. just yucky. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I'm going to be out in it doing, you know, different things like, you know, grocery shopping and stuff like that. I'm yeah. probably, but there's also the joy of having an air-conditioned car that you can, you know, honker down in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, air conditioning is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I'll tell you, the funny part of, of the car I have is that I had a car just like it before, and technically I leased it, and I didn't have air conditioning in it because mm. it was cheaper, you know. And right. I, I yeah. was like, I had it, and I th- I can't remember. It was like a, a year lease or, you know, I had it set up with, with an option to buy at the end and, you know, all that shit. And um, I thought, well, why do I need air conditioning? I'm in Northern California, right? Well, wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, at yeah. which point I, I decided that's ridiculous. And I, I actually returned it and, and got the same make, new year, obviously, but with air conditioning, you know. And I am a stick mm-hmm. ship person, so I went, you know, it was stick ship. That was it. That's my, you know, my world is a stick ship. So. Um, comes from having owned MGBs and Jensen Healy Roadsters and, you know, Jaguars that the family had that, you know, was rotated around. So it's kind of like, you know, and an old Willie's Jeep that they made me learn how to to drive, which is really funny. But um, after that, I was like, automatic? Poo, that's nothing. That's just, you know, that's lazy. Yeah. But I well, do appreciate I think that's it. good because I don't know how to drive a stick. I never learned. I didn't have to. Oh, well, see. That, well, I think it's just it was a focus. And then now it's very funny because when I go to visit my daughter, they're all, the, all their vehicles are automatics. They're SUVs. They're, you know, different ones. And they're Chevy people or at least. They've turned, my daughter turned into a Chevy person because he's a Chevy person. And, you know, there's a certain amount of camaraderie when you do a, you know, like husband and wife mm-hmm. thing or dragging, drag racing or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So I kind of go in and I go, oh, this is an automatic. My left leg doesn't have to do shit. What do you mean? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Weird. But anyway. Sidebar on on cars and air conditioning, but yes, we're gonna we we are in the middle of that, and, and it's yeah. definitely telling us we're gonna bake. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's. I even went out and watered my plants this morning. I you know like, wait a minute, we need to water these plants. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but anyhow, mm-hmm. other than that, um, anything else happening with your store? I know you've got some classes and and uh, that you've been you know kind of putting together and you know, continuing that because I know I've been taking some of them. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, I've been doing online classes regularly. You know, I did, I've been doing goddess classes forever, for years. And so I've sort of taken that show on the road online. Um, and we had a, a Searcy class last week. And next week on Tuesday, there's a class for Lilith, which I'm excited about. She just sort of popped up. So I was like, okay, anytime a goddess randomly pops up in my life, uh, I am like, okay, well, let's do a workshop for you and see, like, see what this is about. <laughs> and, and Lilith is is no one new to me. Like, we we already know each other, but I, you know, I feel like that's a good way to acknowledge that we're we're paying attention to each other. And then, um, starting in September, I'm I'm going to try again to do a four week series. I've tried to do series classes on online since March, and there just hasn't been a lot of traction. All the people that have signed up for my intro to witchcraft class that I typically do in person. I was going to do one in March uh, at the end of March, actually. And I had a dozen people signed up and all of them want to wait until we can do it again in person. No one wants to do it online, which I totally get doing classes in Mm -hmm. person. It's just different. You get a different experience, but I came up with this idea to put together a witch box uh, because most of my classes have a hands-on component. And it's really hard to do a hands-on component online. Um, mm-hmm. And it's hard to do a hands-on component online when you don't have the components. <laughs> exactly. So 
I'm putting together which which boxes and I'm going to send them to all of the people who have signed up for this class so that every week folks will have the stuff that they need to do the hands-on pieces. So I'm excited to see how that goes. And uh, I have a lot of people signed up. There's still room if people do want to sign up for it, but it's, um, it is a four week class and we dig into all the stuff about witchcraft, the, the myth, the magic, the different traditions that are out there. We talk about, you know, a lot of the stuff that you and I talk about on the, on our radio show. So I'm excited to, to do that, to, to finally offer that online and see how it goes in a, a new format. Ooh, um, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I had seen that. And I knew that, you know, in our conversations before our shows a lot of time, you know, we discussed different things. And I really mm-hmm. wanted that one to be brought back out again because you did have it and then it sort of dwindled for the exact reason that you're talking. And yeah. I think that um, I think that's a good thing. I think that putting those little boxes together and sending them off, I think that's uh, very viable and incredibly uh, hands-on and it helps people feel the connection more than getting on and just being talked at, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. So, but I know that that was one of the things I always loved about doing classes, whether I've, you know, and I've taken a couple from you and, and mm-hmm. all of the, the other people I have done. And I always did love that, that, you know, like these interactive things that we do um, as part of those quote exercises that, as collective, but you know, mm-hmm. this is a different way to be, and it's challenging. So I'm I'm glad to hear that you've come up with this idea. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, so and so what else? How's oh, your week been? Interesting. Uh, I had two <laughs> two coworkers' birthdays that they put together. Um, it, of course, birthdays are, are completely different now. You don't blow candles out, you know, obviously for right. health reasons. So what they did is they lit a candle, and one of them pinched out the candle, and the other one, because it was two separate candles for two separate birthdays but the same um, treat that we were using, and mm-hmm. the other one clapped their hands, you know, and, and did the air movement to, to, to nice. knock it out, which I thought was kind of cute. and. So, of course, we were, everybody is more healthy. Um, There's a lot of people that, you know, are either unable to eat sugar or whatever. So we had a bunch of fruit and a shitload of whipped cream, both, you know, sugar-free and regular, and everybody just, you know, (laughs) got it. It was a lot of fun, actually. Um, Kind of made us feel more normal, like you were talking about, like this was something we've done at the store for people who, obviously, that's their birthdays and, they put it together. Um, so there was that. And then it's, you know, um, I'm in the process of trying to negotiate through doing readings at the Heritage, Hoodoo Heritage Virtual Festival, I think is how it's it's termed, um, October 16th, 17th, and 18th. And so it'll be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So they're doing five um, readings per day for people who are going to be doing the readings, and it will be between the workshops as it has been for the real in-person work uh, festivals. And so I've been kind of negotiating getting a Zoom thing that we have to do that, and then um, they actually uh, they upped, which I thought was very good, the price for the 20-minute mm-hmm. reading. Um, so okay. it, it's now $40, so I, I felt that um, that is a little bit more viable uh, for us uh, to be an incentive to do the readings. So we'll see yeah. how that runs. But other than that, it's, you know, come home, do the things here. I've been um, finishing off my – I put an extension in for my uh, – tax return for 2019 and so I'm finishing mm-hmm. off stuff that I need to get to my bookkeeper who will you know give me the final like end product of what I need and um you know kind of just I think crocheting at that see I'm, I'm really finding that that's very therapeutic for me <laughs> if I've had yeah. a really difficult day or it's been tense but the, the cutest thing and then I will get into our show was I took my dogs 
to the groomers. And I take them every six weeks because they're Westies. I don't have them clipped because I love the long fur. And it's silky because, you know, like most of us, when we start shaving our legs, you know, it, it gets coarser. And it's interesting that with the dogs, it's the same thing. When you start clipping, things start getting, you know, coarser. But, um, and I'm now, I said humorously to my daughter, I am following my groomer like I follow my hairstylist from salon <laughs> to salon to salon. Yeah. And so my groomer changed salons, and so now I'm I'm going up to Windsor. And so I did. And, it's you know, it's this cute little place and, you know, all the social distancing and masks and everything. And they came out in all of their now six years. They've never had this in all the years that I've had Westies, which is probably almost 20, uh, 25. Um, they've never had bows on them except one time. I, they came out with little bandanas on. <laughs> and one was the blue for the boy and one was the pink for the girl. And I'm, I'm yeah. going, oh, my God, that is so cute. I, you know, they just looked at me like, do I have to really wear this, Mom? So <laughs> they had a picture taken, obviously, because my groomer sent it to me. And I tried to take them pictures, and they just looked at me like, "Are you? Uh, we're going to go. We want to get out of here. But right. um, it was so cute. And I think that, to me, was like, oh, that's it. You know, I was finally one of those doting little furball mommies goes and looks at their kid. Um, so, yeah, that's been my week. It's just, you know, um, stuff and doing it and coming home. And uh, right now it's uh, grocery shopping day in the afternoon. Right. So that's, that's exciting. That's <laughs> I know. It's, it's always like, yes, what food can I bring home? Um, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much it and, you know, Hoping that you know all of our loved ones stay safe and you know things mm-hmm. like that. So, but anyway, so onward and, and upward. Uh, let's guess go to the the remaining questions since we had so many from last week. Yeah, you know, right? Fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't get so excited. We can't talk about it. Come on. Yeah. Um, well, so yeah. we are, like Elvira was saying, we are on episode two of our uh, Ask a Witch segment, which we do every few weeks. Um, so we had so many questions last time that we decided to extend it over and do two weeks in a row of this series. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk more about your questions. So, um I think this is one I'm handing to you, um, but it's Camilla, so I'm going to let you sort of start, and then we're going to kind of hop skip mm. because I know we went through the, the list and found certain ones, so mm-hmm. bear with me yeah. when I try to remember where we were. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so this question we got from Camilla, and the question is, I did an egg cleansing and I got a double yolk. What does it mean? So as far as I've been taught, a double yolk is, is good luck. It's a positive sign. So if you do an egg cleansing, and for folks who have no idea what the hell that means, an egg cleansing is when you roll an egg down your body. So um, usually you don't do this by yourself because it's really hard to do. You do it with a partner. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and so someone else will start at the top of your head and you roll the egg very gently because if you drop the egg and it breaks open, you have to start over and you don't just start from where you drop the egg. You have to start at the very beginning. So even if you've done, because you don't, and again, you have to do the whole body. I'll, I'll tell you how long this takes, but at any point in the process, if you break the egg, you go back to the first step, right? So you got to be real cautious. Um, and I have heard practitioners who regularly do this type of cleansing. I don't, I've done it. Uh, I'm familiar with it. I, it's not a regular part of my practice, but I've heard practitioners say if you keep dropping the egg, then you need a different kind of cleansing because there's something more serious going on. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you break the egg open after the cleansing and there's blood in the egg, you need to do a more serious cleansing because there's something else going on. Um, but you start at the top of the head. And I've heard different 
different um, patterns here. So this is the pattern I'm going with, but different traditions do it in different patterns. You start at the left side and the back of the body, and you roll the egg down the head, down the neck, down the shoulder, down the butt cheek, all the way down to the foot. Then you go to the other side of the back, back of the head, down the neck, down the shoulder, down the other butt cheek, down the right side of the body. Then you come to the front and you do the same thing, going down over the eye, over the cheek, down the chin and the neck, down the chest on the left side, all the way down to the foot. Then you repeat that on the right side. Then you would do it again, down the head, on the side, down the shoulder, down the arm, around the fingers and the hands, then back up into the armpit and all the way down to the floor, left side, then right side. So it's long and labor intensive. If you've ever rolled an egg down something, <laughs> it's not easy no. to do. No. Uh, and then, you know, in some traditions, you break the egg and read what it says, and it'll give you information on what may be happening with you. In other traditions, that egg is now dirty, and you don't you don't do anything with it. You throw it away. You you break it against a tree, or you run you break it into running water. You don't you don't read it. It's it's like um, it's like vacuuming, and then taking out the vacuum bag and ripping it open to look at what you've been vacuuming. Right? Like mm-hmm. you, you don't you don't necessarily want to do that. Uh, but different traditions do different things. So, but I have always heard that a double yoke is a, a, a blessing. It means that you um, you're going to have good luck, good fortune. Oh, see, and I know that in part when we did training with the Hoodoo tradition with Miss Cat, of course, this mm-hmm. is covered in her book and you know the training course and all, but. Um, that was an incredible description. Thank you. Um, oh, yeah. And that really, I think, gave more, gave not just the answer, but it gave a, a way to understand what the, the question was about rather than mm-hmm. just, yes, no, this is a good thing or a bad thing. But, right. Um, thank you. That was, I, oh, yeah. I'm like impressed. <laughs> 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 Woohoo. Now, obviously, next question. And this is one of those where I know we did, um, I don't remember, but I don't believe we did Dakota, did we? Uh, let me look at that one. No, I think we did, remember, because this was about, I don't have the oh. money for proper tools. Right. How can I do it for right. free? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we don't need to worry if she's been answered. And yeah. um, I think I'm going to skip to this one, Anna. Um, I've heard you mention that you don't read reversals in the tarot. In my own personal practice, I've been exploring whether to consider them, and I've heard of folks reading even the tilt of the card. Can you share why you do not include reverse cards in your reading of the tarot? Well, basically the reason why I choose this is that the cards are strong cards in upright positions, um, and they have uh, a lot of the meaning that also is attributed is to the cards around it. So when I look at what a card is, I feel a reverse card is like the worst possible thing you could possibly have happen. And one of the ways I was trained in many of the different traditions, you know, that are out there is when you see something, it gets imprinted. And so mm-hmm. if you're already in a state of stress, anxiety, hysteria, whatever, and you get a reversal and it's like the bad of the bad, then what you're doing is you're telling this person is automatically getting dumped on more. And the purpose I'm in from the readings that I do is to bring guidance and to clarify and to help navigate through whatever the circumstances are. So in that way, uh, an upright to me means that I'm giving you the the straightest course that can be given with all the other cards that are around it and their meanings and how to work through what's going on. Um, tilting, I, I get that, you know. I mean, tilt mm-hmm. to the left, tilt to the right. I get the, the, the imagery and why. Um, I do tend to, when I shuffle, if cards fall out or if the person, mm-hmm. when I was doing in-person readings, the shuffling their cards fell out, I would, I would take it and hold it aside. 
and there would yeah. be a time where in the reading something said use this card, and it will be um, something that will be poignant to whatever has been asked, but it needed to be uh, enlightened with this one card that fell out. <clears throat> right. That's my reason for not using reversals. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on board with pretty much everything you just said. But what I would expand upon is in the older original decks, the pip cards, uh, they don't have a reversal. They're, they're just like a regular deck of playing cards. So if you look at the two of spades in a deck of playing cards, there isn't a top and a bottom. It's the same mm-hmm. whether you hold it this way or that way. So the original intention of the pip cards was not, to have one meeting one way and one meeting another way. It was the same. Um, and you can even see that in some of the Rider Waite Smith imagery. Like, I'm trying to think of which card it is. Is it the Seven of Wands or not the Seven of Wands? It's the Eight of Wands, maybe. Um, it, and, in, hmm. and in the Thoth deck, pretty much all the pip cards in the Thoth deck are the same upside down and right side up. So mm-hmm. I feel like um, there is enough potential there is enough information there is enough value in just the right side up the straight up uh, mm-hmm. explanation of the cards and in, in my opinion this is not how everyone feels but in my opinion the tarot cards are just a gateway for your own intuition to have a map right so it's the tarot mm-hmm. cards aren't telling us anything we're using the cards in conjunction with the energy of our client or the energy of ourselves or whoever we're reading for, we're using those cards as a map to show us what's going on, but it's our own intuition that's interpreting that map. The cards aren't interpreting the map. They're the create, they are the map, right? So, so you get to decide what works best for you. That's why like Oracle decks, Oracle decks are each one is individual and unique. You can't learn an Oracle deck system and translate that to any other Oracle deck system. But there are certain Oracle decks that I freaking love, and I use them regularly, mostly for my own practice, but occasionally for clients, because it can get to the heart of an issue more, more clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and doing layered readings, adding other decks onto a tarot deck. You know, it's so much about personal preference. Um, and often, I, my, my opinion, is that most of the time, reversals are negative. Most of the time, even a negative, quote-unquote, negative tarot card, when it's reversed, it's not like it's, yay, everything's great. If you get the three of swords reversed, it's not spinning that negative energy on its head. It's actually more negative energy. So I just don't like bringing that into my readings. I don't feel like there's enough potential um, trouble or challenge in the regular deck we don't need to add more to it if that makes mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i well, have to say cool. about the tilt of the cards mm-hmm. uh i that i get it and i i do i do know a few readers who um they don't share that information, but they clock it. Like, okay, I'm noticing how this person put their cards down, and so I'm, I'm, I'm noticing this about the client. Uh, that it would make me feel so crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I think I don't have enough, like, uh, Virgo-type energy in my chart, but I don't think I could even pay attention to the cards and how they're, like, tilted or leaning. Uh, that, that's just – that's too extra – for me, <laughs> too, too uh, labor intensive there for the oh, yeah. for the process. And, and you got to, at some point you have to draw the line and be like, okay, this is enough omens. This is enough to read. Here's mm-hmm. my line in the sand on where I'm saying I've had enough information, and now I need to actually interpret the information I've received. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's important to. So you, you can, like anything in magic, throw any of the, the mystical, you can go way far down the rabbit hole, as we would mm-hmm. like to say, and get really, you know, deep. But the problem is, is when you do that, you also encounter that other part of the the deep is you kind of get a little bit confused and you go, well, now did I turn left or did I turn right or am I going straight? You know, because it's so big. And it, it, it has so many different variations. So, uh, you know, that's 
where I think we need to kind of rein in because that's the other thing um, is con- condensing. It's like um, when you do any infusions or any kind of things, you have this mushy, wettery thing, and then you're squishing it down into a smaller container. So the idea is is that you take something large, whether it's herbalism and tinctures and potions, or it's energy, or it's ideas, and you kind of condense it, it becomes more potent. So I think mm-hmm. that's really, you know, in magic and in, in, in the concepts, I think that's the point rather than, I mean, we can have a big picture, but you still have to come down to that more condensed area. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so your turn, girl. Okay, uh, let me go back to that paper. Okay, comes from Adeline. Me and my boyfriend are on a break. We've been together for over a year, and I was drawn to get a pink and blue candle and quartz. But is it for a ritual or a spell? I'm wondering what I need to do with it. I just bought it, and when I do it, I don't want to mess it up. Um, I love this question because it's so adorably cute. Uh, and, um, like, so clearly... Adeline, you like got that you were being led by spirit to do something and you just trusted your gut and picked up a few things and then you got home and you were like, why the fuck did I buy this stuff? What am I supposed to do with it? I just love it because whether it was your subconscious or your spirit guides or this relationship's energetic, you totally picked up the right things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's beautiful, you know, assuming, yeah, so I'm assuming you're oh, female and your boyfriend is male based on the the pronouns and the descriptions you've used here so um Mm -hmm. the pink candle is you the blue candle is him you can carve your names onto those candles um the quartz is an amplifying stone so you can um you know rub uh, love oil or your perfume or even if you have any um Anything with his personal effects, hair or dirty clothes or anything like that, you can wrap the quartz around it or any of if, you know your personal juices. Mm-hmm. Add that to the quartz. Um, you can burn those, tie the candles together with your hair, burn them with the quartz crystal close by, uh, and then when they're done burning, keep that quartz crystal with you. You know, this is assuming you are on a break. I'm assuming you want to get back together or make it through the break or, or find your way back to each other. This type of working will help that. Um, and there's lots of different ways to work with candles and a quartz. That's just like the first thing off the top of my head. Elvira might have another suggestion. Uh, but I feel like you just you followed your intuition and, and just go with it. Keep going with it. It hasn't steered you wrong up to this point. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm always into like the camp. I'm a fire sign. I, I, you know, not that I like fire. Obviously, I'm not crazy about what we had going here with things that have happened in our area. But, I mean, the idea of that element and as a magical point of reference. Um, and, you know, a pink candle is, you know, traditionally pink is, you know, the love candle. Um, blue candle is communication. What I, what Miss Phoenix said is great. I love it. And um, another option would be to take the pink candle and write on it what you would like, the, the, the love to return, the, the, the love to bring reconciliation between the two of you, the blue candle. Um, that you start talking and that you start communicating in a loving, caring, uh, romantic way because these are things you want. If you're on a break, you're kind of looking for things to kind of heat back up again. And then put the quartz crystal in between and then move the two candles as a mini moving candle spell towards the crystal. And then that charges the crystal for both those things. And then as Phoenix has said, you keep the crystal with you, you know, put it in a pouch, put it, you know, so you put it in your bra or you wear it, you know, put it in a pocket or you sleep with it under your pillow, and, you know, so that it is the energy is transmitted of your desire and it's already got this other set of uh, parameters and you just keep sending it out. That's mm-hmm. another way I thought of doing it. Nice. So um, why don't we take our break? 
kind of at that moment in time, and we will go on to yet another exciting question. Sounds good. We'll be right back. Okie dokie. Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse. Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific. Add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Peppy, peppy, peppy. It's good. It's sort of like an infusion of energy as you get going. Uh, and no, I'm not running in place. I'm just letting my shoulders go up and down. Um, well, I'm going to go with the uh, the money one uh, from Elizabeth. Uh, she's. Uh, I'm planning on doing a money spell, not in a greedy way, just so I can get ahead with my debts. I have by September 2 if I'm going back to work. I wanted to learn about money spells and money jars. I have McCormick ground cinnamon and I have McCormick ground cinnamon sugar. Would that work? Well, definitely. Um, <laughs> I guess in a strange way, I I always try to work with people. If they can go to the grocery store and they can get some of these herbs to utilize, and now especially with you know the the, the COVID issue and, and, you know, sequestering and all the rest of it. Um, you can buy the herbs through places that have them, mixtures, things like that. I know Phoenix sells certain things that, she, you know, you can go on the website and do that or um, Lucky Mojo Curio Company or any of the other um, online uh, purveyors of these. But, you know, if you want to get started right away, definitely this will work. And, of course, because cinnamon is good for money and bringing it in, you can, you know, utilize it and uh, work with it. Other herbs mm-hmm. that you might find that you can add that might be something around um, what you already have available, allspice is another one that you can find at your grocery store. And um, I believe... Um, Fenugreek, it's also an herb people use, you know, in cooking. Um, definitely if you have a pyrite or a crystal or, you know, a clear quartz crystal, um, these are good things to, to utilize. Um, mm-hmm. And the sugar, the sugar adding the sugar or the, um, the ground cinnamon and sugar, it's sweetening um, in terms of that. So with regards to, you know, a money cell or money jar, um, that's a good one. I tend, I tend to get really excited because, you know, to me it's like playtime. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like, oh, good, it's a, it's a spell. Um, mm-hmm. And I would tend to find, you know, uh, a bill. Usually they talk about two dollar yep. bills are are traditional in a lot of the the money spells. Uh, Sacagawea coin is another mm-hmm. one that you can use as a an element of it. Um, sometimes people even, you know, utilize one of, you know, like a, a check, um, mm-hmm. a duplicate, not necessarily one of your own, but that you get a certain amount of money made out to you um, in terms of that and use that along with the cinnamon. A lot of times they'll tell you to use the, the especially paper money or the check or your petition that you, you write out and you put the herb in there, you put, you know, the, the, the stone usually, you know, as I say, crystal is easy. Um, some other, you know, stones might work, you know, that are green or, or the pyrite especially. Um, put it mm-hmm. there and then you fold it coming towards you to a packet 
and tie it with green thread, um, and then you put it in um, your jar. And, you know, among other ways, this is a creative process, is um, I would add coins as you get them, as you work through your day. I know that, you know, suddenly we are in a coin shortage, which I find amusing. Um, Ready to. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, it's just like really. But, you know, put coins in there and um, continue adding to the process to draw it in. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, even a magnet, you know, by putting a magnet in there, just a regular one that you can get at a um, children's game, uh, the, the children's section and grocery stores and things, they usually have something to do with magnets and stuff and start adding that to it so you draw in and you're con- you're bringing it in um, that's how I would do at least a, a money jar mm-hmm. I'm turning it over to you you may have something completely different and I hope that gives us more uh, choices she can go with yeah the only thing I would add because I think that was all awesome and perfect uh, it, you know, depending on the jar, if you're using like a mason jar or a clear jar or an old spaghetti jar, you can also do things to the outside of the jar. So you can, you know, rub it with a money drawing oil. Or if, you, if you're working with what you've got and you have already have ground cinnamon, if you have a cooking oil, olive oil is best. But if you have canola oil, corn oil, any oil, just make a little blend of the cinnamon with the oil and then pray over it that it, it that it calls money, that it is a money attractant, that it will aliven and invigorate your prosperity. Um, pray over that and then anoint the jar with it. Rub some of that oil on the outside of the jar or decoupage some fake $100 bills to the outside of the jar or draw with a Sharpie, a green Sharpie, you know, the success charm or dollar signs or whatever, um, just to add a little bit more, you know, like Elvira said, it's a creative process. So really let your creativity and your imagination have fun because it should, you do want your, your child self to be engaged and that's a really good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, right along. What, what are you yeah. doing? With? Okay. So I'm going to hit the one that's sad and, Uh, at the bottom here, Karen. Um, So, and I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase some of this. So Karen says, I'm confused. I was raised Pentecostal, but later in life turned towards paganism and followed that for many years. In 2017, my mom passed away and I cared for no one and nothing. I have family who knows what I practiced and they're all very Christian. They believe if you do not believe in God the way you do, you will damn your soul and go to hell. My mom was also Christian, and I have family telling me that I'd better change my ways or I'll never see her again. So I did. Now my question is this. If I go back to paganism, is it true? Will I not get to see my mom again? I feel so much more at ease practicing my craft, being connected to nature, but I'm scared that I will get sick with a disease and because I turned away from Christianity. I need someone who knows what they're talking about. Please tell me what you think. Um, so I can't tell you the right answer. Neither of us can. No one can tell you the right answer. And here is the big mystery of life. None of us knows what happens when we die. None of us. And we won't until we get there. There are theories. There are beliefs. There are people who have had uh, death experiences and, and relay what they saw or experienced. But until we go there until the last mystery is revealed to us. We can't know. And that is the thing. Ultimately, I, I don't have a Christian background. I was not raised in any religion. So it's really hard for me personally to understand the indoctrination and the pressure that someone can experience because of this looming fear that if you don't do what we tell you is best for you, you will be punished forever. Um, and I, I just have to name, I, I think that's crap. Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry if that seems too harsh, but I, you know, again, I don't have a relationship to Christianity. So I just, but I know enough about the gods and I know enough about what I assume about Jesus and the Christian God is that they don't want anyone to be tortured for eternity that's not the goal of jesus that's not the goal of god 
uh, and so I can't imagine because you're following your heart and you're doing something that connects you and makes you feel at ease and makes you feel joy that that's bad. I just, I can't, I can't come to terms with that. So, you know, the hard thing here is your family can't tell you what's right. It's not their decision to make. And Elvira and I can't tell you what's right. It's your decision to make. But I would hope that you follow what feels good and what feels like a blessing and what feels like your personal truth. Because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters is your personal truth. Um. Yeah, it's a it's a really hard situation. I understand you feeling confused, uh, and I'm going to use a word here that may feel too harsh. So I I apologize if this feels mean, but this is brainwashing, telling you you won't get to see your mother again. Fuck that. Um, your mother is accessible to you now. She's your ancestor. She's your blood. It's not like she's completely abandoned you because she's died she's still there for you now and that's you know that's my personal belief and my personal experience so you have to decide what's right for you and I, I'm my heart goes out to you that you're experiencing this struggle that's very hard it's very hard uh, and I, I hope that you find the ease and the joy of life whether that is being a Pentecostal or being a pagan you know in my opinion neither is wrong it's what is your truth Anything you would add? <laughs> Whoa, well, hey, you know, I mean, there's always my personal point of reference, which is probably right there with yours. I was not raised in a traditional religion or uh, any of that. My father was, my mother was a Methodist. They chose to let us find our, our own uh, communication with spirit, God, the divine. We, you know, I went to different situations, you know, um, I went to um, different churches, different religions, and personally, this is what I come with, and, and, you know, when spirit, when you pass, that which is the enlivening agent of your body, and Mm -hmm. we call it soul, um, is larger than our little body and it goes into a bigger individuation and I believe that your mother is with you not just scientifically in your DNA which if we're going to ground in that I mean she's there she's alive she is with you she is you you are her so being able to connect is automatic it's an operating system automatically there Uh, and yes I agree with Phoenix, that it is a way to control. When people say it is my way or the highway, it is this way and not that, and you will go to, you know, purgatory and hell. And I mean, it's fear-based, and that mm-hmm. is the Old Testament um, in right. the Christian tradition. Um, and it is even in the deities that we talk about. Um, Heck, you know, Zeus doesn't like what you do. He throws a thunderbolt at you, and that's great. You know, right. you're gone. Um, right. And, yes, there is a certain amount of awe in the bigness of whatever the divine is and that you you clothe it in or it comes to you in or you believe in. But we are co-creative, so mom is there. Mom is no. there. She's not going away, and you can connect with her, and if you know, whatever you choose is going to be right, but choose from your heart without fear, and you will be more mm-hmm. satisfied and happy. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I want to just throw on here that's just sort of sparked in my heart, so take this for what it's worth. I don't know why this sparked into my heart, but if there are toxic people that are a part of your life and a part of your family, you don't have to continue to be around them. You're totally allowed to cut toxic family out of your life. So take that at with what you will. <laughs> well, we, you know, yeah. and it's viable because officially, you know, toxic people, family or otherwise, is the you know just that what Phoenix has said. Mm-hmm. Cut them out because in the end, 
you can live a quiet life of desperation and fear and all of that, but I believe we're here to enlighten the world in our beingness. So there you go. I agree. Hey, okay. So (laughs) I'm going to say, I don't know which one. I know we have one that is, you know, a couple that are, are, that came in since then. And then we have this other one is about purchasing a cat house protection spell from uh, Becca. I'm a little, I go with that one, but I'm I'm kind of like going. I'm not sure what a cat house protection spell is because it has <laughs> its own meaning. So maybe we could, you know, kind of look at this and and go. Okay, it's got you know your your home is in danger. I need to do this ASAP. I mean, she's right. got all these components. She's a beginner. She doesn't know what order or role to. And since I don't know the particular uh, recipe. Um, I can't answer how to do the different components. Yeah, um, yeah. Let me let me give a little context real quick here. So one of the questions we got is this: this I'm going to leave the name out because it sounds like we're going to kind of tiptoe around this. But someone purchased a specific type of spell kit. It doesn't say where they purchased from, but it did come with instructions. Um, so. There are, there's a list of ingredients that this person has provided that came with this spell kit, and they've been Googling all the ingredients to figure out how to do what they're supposed to be doing. I don't know. Like, you bought this spell kit from someone. They made that spell up. This isn't some ancient I'm, – I'm starting to get sassy, so I'm going to roll my attitude back here really quick. I'm sorry. This isn't – this isn't some ancient spell that's being handed that you purchase that's being handed down to you by generations. You purchase a spell that some practitioner made up and is selling to the public. So the only person that is going to understand what all of those ingredients and what you're supposed to do with them is the person you bought the spell from. Like me and Elvira could guess and we could make shit up, but mm-hmm. I, you know, but there's there's so much context missing here. Um, that, you know, you paid for something, go back to the practitioner that made it for you and, and be like, okay, I'm, I'm new, I'm confused, I need help. And if they won't provide that for you, then maybe you should find a different practitioner. And I hope mm-hmm. that doesn't sound shitty. But I'm just no, like, like, fuck, people, come on. <laughs> well, yeah, and I know that, you know, if it comes with instructions, like, for instance, I know that Lucky Mojo Curie Company has a list of ingredients and the, the package of the of the spell kit, and then they have instructions A, B, C. And then what she does is she also tells you, if I'm not mistaken, where to go on the Lucky Mojo uh, website that takes you to the other pages. So you have links mm-hmm. that you can follow yeah. as to yeah, what the ingredients. Cat mm-hmm. is very thorough. Miss Cat is very thorough. So mm-hmm. I'm saying that because not that this person is bad or that they didn't make this particular thing easy, is that mm-hmm. that's how you follow what the individual that made this product to get put it together tells you. Because mm-hmm. every one of these items that you've listed are, you know, things that we wouldn't necessarily know the order or the way it was set up or how to go about, you know, using whatever oil there may be to anoint things. So um, it really means going back to the, the, per- the, the, the person who put it together, whether it's a practitioner or it's a company or something, and, mm-hmm. and trying to find out where their links are and how you can go into what they're thinking, because that's what yeah. this is all from. Yeah, and that, there, you know, there's also like a warning here too. Don't trust everything you find on the internet. Um, you know, yeah. if, uh, Elvira and I both do spells on behalf of our clients. We both, you know, we do candles, we do spell work, we do prayer work. Um, and I, I will also, instead of someone giving me money to do the spell, I will tell someone the step-by-step process of how to do the thing. If they want me to provide all the ingredients, then of course there's a fee for that because it, it costs me money to gather all the ingredients. Um, but you don't know if you're just buying a spell kit off of someone's website and you've not had a conversation with them, what you're getting is generic. 
And there's nothing wrong with generic. I don't mean to, to sound um, like I'm gatekeeping or being shitty here. There's nothing wrong with generic. But if you need something specific, if you have a specific situation and you're, you need to gear something for, for something that's more detailed, something that was generically created isn't necessarily going to be the right fit. It's like, go, you know, I want cereal for breakfast. Okay, well, there's a thousand different kinds of cereal. What, which one do you want? Sometimes you have to narrow down the options a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. So just be cautious with what you purchase online. You don't know that what you're getting is legitimate. You don't know that the person who put it together knows what they're doing. You know, right? Um, so just so just be cautious. I'm I'm nervous about online practitioners, and I am one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But we take, you know, the, the the reality here is taking to heart what we do, and you can talk to us. I mean, technically, yeah. Phoenix or I are in a place where you can book a, a, a consultation slash reading mm-hmm. to, de, you know, to go over a situation or to, to help with whatever is going on. Um, right. And that's part of why we're, you know, so adamant about the communication aspect um, because both of us work with people who have not done anything or are barely getting into it. And, you know, it's um, – and there are people, that, you know, you get scared. You don't want to do something mm-hmm. wrong. And, right. you know, there's this, this concept of right and wrong, and, of course, you know, that is a whole other story and a whole other show. Yep. Um, yep. But what we have is communication, and that's really important when you're trying to put spells together. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and you know the the internet is filled with a bunch of bullshit, but it's also filled with a bunch of um, real practitioners who are willing to give advice and help. You know, Facebook alone has hundreds of groups about witchcraft and magical practices where you can post questions and and hear people's experiences and responses. And if every single per, you know, if you post a question and every single person says turn left then it's a pretty good answer to turn left, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If everyone says turn left and one person says turn right, well, you probably don't want to listen to that one person who says turn right, you know. So uh, utilize other resources too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we have we have gone right up to our, our thing. So I think we've covered, from what I can see, we've covered unless – I've missed it. I feel we've covered all the, the questions that we started out with last week. Yeah, I starting. think we, we've missed a couple of questions still, but I think that always happens. So we'll just yeah. forward those on to the next time. And, you know, we do these always. So <laughs> so if you didn't we hear your question, always. we'll get to it. <laughs> I love that. Yes. And um, next week we will be starting back, obviously, with our major arcana um, mm-hmm. exploration of cards, and I think we're on temperance, aren't we? Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, so that will be our, our forward moving, and, and again, the only time we do interrupt that most of the time is when we yeah. have, you know, the Sabbath that we, we do our, our um, reruns of our Sabbath, and then um, our Ask a Witch segments, so um the only thing I can foresee in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, so yes, so we're we're kind of excited that we're back on track. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And in the meantime, stay safe and wear your masks and do witchy shit. Yeah. Really. And <laughs> take care. And we will see you on the radio next week. Yeehaw. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.